Welcome back to the Shaking Not Scared podcast. Here with you as always, your hosts, Eric and Vivi. Today, we're going to be talking about the 2016 film Blair Witch, directed by Adam Wingard. But before we get into that, how are you, Vivi? I am super excited because we are actually joined by the Bloody Broads podcast. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to introduce yourselves. Uh, I'm Bavna. Sorry. Other. <laughs> uh, I'm Bavna. And I'm Jamie. Awesome. We're super excited to have you guys here. Do you guys want to tell us a little bit about what's going on over at Bloody Broads? Yeah, so we are coming close to our 20th episode, which we have a very special guest lined up for. We're super excited. It's top secret. We just released The Vigil and coming out next, we have Evil Eye. And then after that, we're going to start some slasher summer things after we get through our next month. So I'm super excited. Wow, that's exciting. Ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to watch The Vigil. I I keep putting it on at night and then falling asleep. That's my mistake. Well, it's part of my creepy content because yeah. we tried to watch it and I'll explain, I guess, later. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love your guys' show. I was listening to the first few episodes last week and I've been meaning to catch up, but yeah, that's awesome. 20 episodes. Well, Bob and I were looking at each other like, oh no, they're on the first episodes. To be fair, we have a massive, <laughs> massive jump in audio quality thanks to our editor and Bobna's brother. Yeah, it pays to have somebody in the family. <laughs> it does. And I just wait until it's, what is it, like episode like six or seven when we like really settle into the new setup, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, I know what you guys mean. Our first yeah. episodes, I like cringe every time I hear them. I'm like, Ugh. That's the one everyone always starts listening to. And I'm like, mm-hmm. skip ahead and then go back. Like go to like number 10 and then go backwards. <laughs> Hey, we have the uh, curse of the Jennifer's Body episode being our most listened to, and it's the one with the worst audio. Worst audio, yeah. Yeah. Halfway through the episode, not even halfway, like 10 minutes in, the mics on our side shut off. (laughs) It it worked out, but it's also our most listened to episode. So if you're one of those people who made it through that and still came back, thank you. We appreciate you. Do you have any other creepy content that you're watching, reading? Oh, my goodness. I saw X recently. That's the latest one I've seen. And oh, my God, I could talk about it for days. So you liked it? Oh, I did. I liked it a lot because I kind of went in kind of I mean, I went in blind, but I went in kind of understanding what they were going for instead of expecting something different, which is a few of my friends expected that. And they were like, what is this? This isn't this isn't scary at all. I'm like, if you lean (laughs) into it, just lean into it, lean into the vibe. No, but I, I loved it. I can't suggest it enough. If you like that 70s style slasher, you know, if you love Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you will probably like this. Oh, I sure. We yeah. recently saw it in theaters like a week ago. And nice. um, what did you guys think? I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good time. Like you said, if you're yeah. expecting something crazy deep or something, eh, but it's like a slasher. You're there for the gore, the fun, and it delivers, I think. Listen, yeah, exactly. I got to see Scott Muscutty naked, so I <laughs> didn't we all. Me. <laughs> so because the last thing that I saw in theaters was X as well. And I went into it kind of expecting the camp and fun of a 70s slasher. So I had a good time. I think what Bob and I were talking about too off pod was that people that hype it up and they're like, it's so groundbreaking. And I'm like, well, no, it, it's not. But that's the fun part is that it's to me, you know, Scream is my favorite horror franchise. So I love meta and it literally is one of the most meta things I've ever seen. So I had a good time. Otherwise, creepy content I've been consuming. I was cracking up today because I was listening to Jawbreakers from you guys because it just came out <laughs> today. And I was just cracking up because it's one of my favorite movies. And I quote it all the time when she's like, I killed Liz. I killed the teen dream. And so when you 
guys made the teen dream drink, I lost it. I was like, all right, I have to make this <laughs> next time. And then I've been watching pretty much anything that Sheree, Jazz, and I, so Jazz from Girl That's Scary, and then Sheree from Nightmare on Fierce and I, they'll text me and be like, do you want to watch blah, blah, blah tonight? And sometimes it's something I've never heard of. And I'm like, sure, why not? And it's usually the <laughs> wildest thing you can think of. Recently, and I talked about this on the pod too, Jazz tried to get me to watch Irreversible, Gaspar No film. I would say that I was sick from like the gore, but it's not even that. They film it in reverse, but they play it forward. So it's like the opposite mm. of that old trick of filming something forward than playing it reverse. They oh, literally do the opposite. And so you're spinning in a circle the whole movie and it caught up with me. And I was like, Jazz, I'm, I'm going to get sick if I like drink and watch this movie. <laughs> so I did not make it through that film, but I watched X and I'm about to start brand new cherry flavor. Nice. Yeah, I started it, but did not finish it. I am. That's my problem. I start things and don't finish them. <laughs> yeah. And then there's just so much good content yeah. out there. Like you just said, I always keep an eye out too to see like the now watching on Twitter. And it's like, I've never even heard of this one. Yeah. But now you just described it reversible. I'm like, that sounds cool. That you sounds really like, like I would throw up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't really like gore. It's a new ex- uh, French extreme film. So yeah. yeah, I saw a lot of things that I've only seen in um, movies they don't show in movie theaters. <laughs> uh, it was a good time until it wasn't. I feel like that genre is like seeing a real popularity right now. It is. There's this weird resurgence and I don't, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot because you know us, Bob and I spend a lot of our show talking about kind of the more academic side of horror, huge eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's this weird resurgence in that and then in slashers because 2020 and 2021 were such a horror, like a real life horror. And I think there's that escapism of, okay, the worst has already happened. What next kind of thing? Because the same, you know, French extremism really became popular in like the late 60s, early 70s, right around Vietnam. So yeah, I have a lot of theories around that kind of stuff. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, I'd like to hear them. (laughs) Yeah, are you covering any French extremist films soon? I mean, we should. (laughs) I'll watch it for us. I'll watch it for us. I'm going to have to watch it like this. Here's the thing, because slashers are my favorite subgenre. Love them to pieces, pun intended. But I cannot do the gore that's like so, so real that I I almost passed out when I saw a Midsommar and the head scene. I was outie. I was like, I can't do this. Which is why I was going to suggest a show to you, but then I watched it and I was like, no, I'm not suggesting this to Jamie. It was It's Marianne, if you guys have heard of it. It's a French horror mini series or like limited series. I don't know the term, but it's about this writer and she writes horror and she's left her small little town and then somebody from her small town comes up to her at like a book signing and is talking to her about their town and all this kind of stuff and then she kills herself like right in front of her oh, shit. and like ropes her back into coming back into town and it goes insane because her book is basically coming to life. Oh jeez. Oh man. But it's that French extremist horror <laughs> but also cute in a weird way. <laughs> I say I can't handle it like I didn't just watch the last season of Slasher live on Clubhouse with Ian every week so <laughs> It's guts versus like a head injury. Anyways, yeah. We all have our limits. Yeah, we were talking about this with Dank and Dudley a couple weeks ago, how everyone has their like one thing that they cannot stand. Yeah, it's face trauma. Face trauma is one of them. Same. That's Mm. what it is. And irreversible, this guy gets hit in the head repeatedly with a fire extinguisher until he's not (laughs) there anymore. And I was like, that's what I told Jazz. I was like, I love you. I can't. She's done. (laughs) And then I think I went and watched like Paddington or something. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. What about you? Do you have creepy content? Yeah, I was going to say that I watched The Vigil with Sheree and Anthony. We started it off and we were doing pretty good. And then I guess we started drinking more. And then by the end, we were just like, 
So what happened in this movie? That sounds like watching a movie with me and Shuri, to be honest. There's, <laughs> we watched, uh, what's the new Nicolas Cage? It's not a horror, but the new Nicolas Cage pig? where he's like, no, not pig, not a horror. It's when he's uh, doing karate through like that hellscape. It's on Netflix. There's like a super long title. Anyways, we were like, literally, what the hell is going on? And we actually paid attention. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what's going on. But anyways, yeah. If we've seen something before, we'll talk through it and then just like comment and we're like okay wait this is my favorite part oh wait no, no, this is my favorite part but anyways yeah they're a good time <laughs> yeah yeah so we have to rewatch it we were watching it because you guys just released the vigil mm-hmm. episode so we'll get there we just need to watch <laughs> i was literally waiting since like september 2019 to talk about the vigil yeah <laughs> so oh my god you to finally do it. <laughs> well because it didn't get the huge release that we thought it was going to get thanks to covid and so i saw it Bob and I saw it at a film festival. I saw it at a film festival and we had to wait until it was on like video on demand Hulu. and like, yeah, Hulu of all places. I was like, well, hi, I'm Hulu, I guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I was upset because this film was on Hulu for the longest time. Longest time. And when we went to go watch it, it was no longer there. <laughs> I paid $3 on Amazon Prime, y'all, and I'll pay it again. <laughs> It's funny you bring up The Vigil was on a film festival, though, because I was going to say that with mention of shorts and gore and things like that, I do love just attending those and seeing all the stuff that's out there, because sometimes those movies catch you off guard. It'll be like completely tame horror the whole way. You're like, okay, I don't really know what's happening here, but I like it. I like what's happening. And at the end, there's sudden gore and you're like, what? (laughs) Where did this come from? That's a A24 movie in a nutshell. Exactly. I actually watched today's movie at a film festival, too. Oh, really? Did you? Yeah, I watched it at Midnight Madness. Oh, a girl. What? Yeah. I watched this yeah. at a budget theater in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this at midnight with everybody there and it was the first time and it was an experience. <laughs> Listen, I say this all the time, but until you've seen the original Blair Witch in a theater with a group of people, mm. that's the one thing that I'm like a snob about. I'm like, listen, that and like seeing The Shining in, you know, huge, huge 35 millimeter. Like those are the two things that I'm always telling people to go see because seeing this with a crowd is just a completely different experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can imagine. We were thinking the same thing when we watched Paranormal Activity. We didn't go <gasps> see it in theaters back then, but mm-hmm. it's like you see the images and the ads and it was like the people in the crowds going wild. Makes you want to be there. Yeah. I tell this story all the time, but it's genuinely one of my favorite found. The first one is one of my favorite found footage movies, found footage, air quotes, because I saw it like a couple weeks after I turned 16. So my birthday is the end of September. So it was released like, you know, right around Halloween and stuff. And I drove the entire way home with that backseat light on because I was so scared. I was like, it's going to get me. She's going to come for me. And I went to a super strict private Christian school. So I was like in chapel the next day saying like 14 Hail Marys and our fathers. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. No, no. It was super good. I love the first paranormal activity a lot. Yeah. All right. So what do you have for comfort content? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I'm rewatching Better Call Saul because the final season is coming out. And I have a massive creative crush on Bob Odenkirk. I think he's a genius. <laughs> and his second book just came out. That's his memoir. It's called Comedy, 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 Drama. Because it's basically <laughs> talking about his career. How, like, you know, he started writing for SNL and, like, doing sketch comedy and then doing Mr. Show. And then he took a hard left <laughs> into drama. But it's been really inspiring because you guys know I'm an actor. And it's really inspiring 
starting to read actors who were known in their own circles for many years, but didn't quote unquote, make it big until they were a little older. Because I think there's so much pressure to make it, you know, when you're in your 20s. And I'm freshly exited out of my 20s. And so it's been a fun ride. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Bavna? So I powered through in two days. I powered through Our Flag Means Death and Peacemaker. Ah, yeah. And both of them are just so much fun in two completely (laughs) different ways, but so much fun. And I didn't expect to love both of them as much as I do, but I would definitely suggest those if anyone's looking for like just fun, fluff, funny, cute, our flag means death. If you're looking (laughs) for like some violence and fun, I would go with Peacemaker. (laughs) Also just John Cena. (laughs) Always. It's funny you guys bring up Better Call Saul and Peacemaker because I feel like everyone is talking about those shows right now. I didn't realize that Better Call Saul was because it's on its last season but peacemaker obviously has gotten popularity because of suicide squad and people yeah. just couldn't handle yeah. enough of john cena's john cena, yeah <laughs> he was a fun character oh yeah it was so brutal too it's like these superhero films and shows are starting to get like a dark side yeah but they're doing it in a fun way versus like the boring superman way yeah that's what i told bavna i couldn't finish this new season of the boys because it got a little too gory and so i had to space out the episodes and i still haven't finished it but we went and saw you know when the new scream came out back in january and jack quaid is in that obviously and i was like that's the nerd from the boys (laughs) (laughs) it's good and i like it i like um you know it's funny you brought that up eric about the new suicide squad because this version is the one that i like i actually did not enjoy the first one whatsoever i don't think anyone did Well, listen, I got like ripped to pieces for saying that on Twitter one day. And and all the DC fanboys were like, ah, you're not a true fangirl. And I'm just like, okay. Meanwhile, I've been reading Batman comics since I was like seven. But uh, that's the other movie that I have become 100% obsessed with. I saw it once in theaters. I'm going to go see it again soon as the Batman, Robert Pattinson. It was phenomenal. It was the only movie since Wolf of Wall Street that I feel really earned. It's like almost three hour time limit and that's saying something because I'm you all know I'm constantly like even on the pod I'm like 90 minute movies like make more of them (laughs) (laughs) but anyways yeah it's a it's a real comfort film in kind of a fucked up way no I agree on the Batman and it was the movie I chose to see on my birthday it had that like coveted like I will I've already seen it I will see it again see it again (laughs) would you go see it again a third time I saw it three times actually already (laughs) I might have agreed to see it a fourth time yesterday (laughs) I was like let me spoil it for you guys she's already agreed (laughs) I may have it all memorized by now it's all the memes that it spawned that TikTok of like it's a girl and the caption is like when the Batman sees the bat signal and it's like her running into her bathroom oh to put the makeup on to put the makeup on and she's like <laughs> it cracks me up because I it's so accurate and like everyone being like oh this is not how Batman's supposed to be blah blah, blah. it's the most true to real life I think Bruce Wayne we've had because we yeah. so we went and saw that and then when we came home we re-watched not the Dark Knight Rises but the first one just the Dark Knight and I forgot how cheesy it is he's been yeah. like 30 minutes in a dojo in the mountains and I was like but why like, why is he here but also how clean Gotham is like, yeah Gotham's not clean like, guys I know meanwhile like I'm being Uma Thurman Poison Ivy you know last Halloween and I'm like all right listen there's one true Batman and he has bat nipples in his suit yes we said the same thing yeah <laughs> we're like which one is that the one with or without nipples yeah well, I don't know. that's <laughs> how we classify the Batmans yes <laughs> 
All right. The moment we've all been waiting for is the drink. <laughs> is this cocktail? <laughs> yeah. So what do you have for us today? So I went with inspiration based on the movie poster for this film because I do like the all red movie poster. I'm going to name this drink the ankle twister because I know she technically cuts her foot, but like every time she steps, it sounds like she twists her ankle. <laughs> it is actually a variation of a drink that's called the woohoo, but instead of gin, we used whiskey because I don't know if you guys notice they drink the same type of scotch whiskey that they do in the original Blair Witch yeah. which is Red Label Johnny Walker but you could do this with any scotch or whiskey you prefer if you guys want to give it a try yeah. I've been drinking it this whole time so <laughs> it's good mm-hmm. Ooh, I like the scotch part yeah I knew you would mm-hmm. <laughs> in the words of Kristen Wiig shit that's fresh <laughs> so what do y'all think about it? I'm a whiskey girl, so it's delicious. <laughs> Same. I'm a, I'm a whiskey bourbon scotch girl, so also a gin person. <laughs> yeah, I'm really a tequila person, but Same. <laughs> if I, yeah, Vivian, see, this is why I know. <laughs> I, um, the first year that we were dating, my partner got me whiskey glasses that were gold around the top and then had my initials etched in them because I would always order whiskey on dates and stuff, but this is delicious. I may have mm-hmm. gone heavy on the whiskey and light on everything else. Uh, it's really <laughs> Really good though. That's the right way to do it. Yeah. Listen, I saw cranberry and peach, and you know, I'm I'm in Georgia. I'm from Alabama, so I was like, yes, peach. Like, absolutely. I had to add to Frankenstein, man. I told Eric and Vivi off pod that cranberry juice was sold out apparently everywhere. I went to two convenience stores, two drugstores, two grocery stores, and they only came in the the rain. That's why I look like hot garbage. Um, Thank God this is an audio platform. So I basically just topped it off with uh, sparkling rosé and we're living our best life. Yeah, sounds like a good switch. That also sounds like a good combination. Just alcohol and alcohol and alcohol. I support it. (laughs) What do you rate it out of five? I'd give it a solid four, actually. Because I could see myself drinking this all night and even with the cranberry, even though I don't have it in here, uh, I could see myself drinking it and it not being that dangerous. So, I mean, dangerous in the sense that I would get wrecked because I would just keep (laughs) drinking them, but not dangerous in that I could probably combat a hangover if I used the cranberry juice instead of the full sugar. Sugary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm a fitness bitch. So I already was using sugar-free everything. (laughs) It's delicious. This is a five out of five. Again, anything with whiskey plus fruit, I'm going to be like, yes. (laughs) I'm secretly an 80 year old country club member you guys (laughs) (laughs) push me around in my golf cart shades on which hat on hey 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 don't be blowing my cover eric (laughs) i think i've seen you (laughs) i'm just picturing jessica lange from uh season three of american American yes Yes. my favorite aesthetic (laughs) that's like all i want to be when i grow up it's just like me too old Well, I do like the smokiness that the whiskey gives the drink. It kind of like combats the sweet. So I'm going to give it a four out of five. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four out of five as well. I do like it when that scotch smokiness comes up. So it's pretty highly rated. If you're listening, go try it. Perfect. (laughs) If y'all are ready, I'm going to give some fun facts while y'all sip on the rest of this twisted ankle. Twisted ankle. Yeah. (laughs) The scene where Callie Hernandez gets stuck in a tunnel near the end was shot in a 50 foot tunnel purposely made to have tight spots. There were two people in there with her as one of them holds her feet so she can't move and the other is obviously the person holding the camera during the filming a camera person even had to be replaced because of a panic attack i completely understand the person having a panic attack (laughs) 
This sounds awful. Why did the tunnel have to be 50 feet? I'm sure that with 20 or even 10, you'd be okay. <laughs> you could just put her head in like a small portion of it. You didn't have to do all of that. I don't know. Unless you wanted a realistic feel, but that is terrifying. <laughs> the amount of money I would have to get paid as an actor to do, I'm like, excuse me. It's kind of like that scene in The Descent, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, Actually, God. I think when I wrote it down, I was like in a scene reminiscent of The Descent because it's like the panic of being trapped in the small space. Adam Wingard was motivated to direct this film because he was disappointed with his parts in the VHS series and didn't like the way the second Blair Witch film, Book of Shadows, was missing found footage. Wow. I think I tried to watch Book of Shadows and turned it off after like the first 10 minutes because I thought it was dumb. I couldn't even tell you what happened on I haven't even tried, but while I was looking up fun facts for this, I was like, oh, so I probably should have watched that before this so I could hate that like everyone else. <laughs> it's uh, not great. N- no. The intent for the producers of this film was for it to be a complete surprise, so several measures were taken, including filming in Vancouver rather than Patapsco State Park, which is where the first one was filmed, working under the project named The Woods, and not even letting the actors know what they were auditioning for. The first trailer wasn't even released until two weeks before its release at the San Diego Comic-Con of 2016. This was like so super under lock and key until it came out. Do you think it had the effect it was looking for by being so secretive? No. <laughs> I, okay. think, I, I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot, so to speak. Staying on theme here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I read that and I was like, I don't even remember this movie coming out. Like the only time I ever heard of it was when it was on mm-hmm. streaming. And I was like, oh, look, there's another Blair Witch. Another one. Well, I mean, I saw it on the film list for the Toronto International Film Festival because you kind of have to put it on the film list if you're going to show it there. But basically, I filter mine out to Midnight Madness and I went like looking for them and I was like, there's a Blair Witch. What the fuck? And I I hit like the smash button so <laughs> Just like, give me this ticket, give me this ticket. And whoa, worth it for the audience reaction. Oh, that's well, and I'm such a huge fan of the original, not so much Book of Shadows, but... I remember this coming out and I couldn't convince anyone to go see it with me. And so I saw it by myself, which was such a huge mistake. This film, we'll get into it, but oh my God, it is heavy on the jump scares. Heavy on the jump scares. Yeah, that was my last fun fact. But I saw that Adam was like, where the first one was more about being lost. This one's more about running from something. I could see that vibe. That's all I got. Are you ready, Jamie, for a speed run? Under a minute. Otherwise, we'll take a shot. Okay, let's go. (laughs) On three. One two, three, go. All right, so James, who is the little brother of Heather from the OG Blair Witch, finds a tape that has someone in a window of the house in the original Blair Witch Woods that he thinks is Heather, and he's so convinced that he gets a team of friends to come out into the woods and search with him. Along the way, they run into a meth head couple that have been investigating this. Uh, I don't know if they actually do meth. They just look like and act like they do. Uh, And the couple insists, hey, if we show you where we found that tape, we have to camp with you. And all hell breaks loose when they camp because all of the original sigils from the first Blair Witch show up around camp. And slowly, one by one, everyone starts getting picked off, including one of the main girls who breaks her foot and we find out is infected with a feather. Uh, The other goes crazy, I guess, is a lack of better term. Uh, until originally it's just down to James and I'm blanking on her name, the final girl right now? Question Lisa? Lisa, yeah, I think. But they originally find the actual Blair Witch house and no, they die! <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's how I end all my speed runs. <laughs> 
I waited too. I was wasting too much time trying to remember everyone's names. <laughs> it happens. Well, I'd say you lost. <laughs> Damn it. We should still put that on the shirt. Yeah, I yeah. do want to make a shirt that says everyone died at the end. To answer your question from a few episodes ago, yes, I would buy that shirt. <laughs> yes, same. Because every time you say it, I bust out laughing. And I'm like, that's literally how all the movies we watch. <laughs> we cover horror. It's how they all end. That's good to know that it's not like a joke that's dying. Maybe, maybe next year we'll. They all die, asterisk. Sometimes there's a final girl. Yeah, yeah. I like a movie where everyone dies, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's a name for a movie right there, too. <laughs> everyone dies, actually. Follow up to love, actually. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ah. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to take a shot. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> that was like all alcohol at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so the internet says IMDb specifically says that after discovering a video showing what he believes to be his vanished sister Heather James and a group of friends head to the forest believed to be inhabited by the Blair Witch and it gives it a 5 just right down the middle split oh, just audiences a five. worldwide eh, that's average so no, are we thing. ready to get into this <laughs> The Blair Witch 2016. We get a title card explaining that the following footage was collected near Burkittsville, Maryland. Every time I see this name, I want to say Buttsville, Maryland. <laughs> and we had a debate right before this because I said I think of Twerkittsville. Yes, acceptable as well. <laughs> but that the footage was collected near the Black Hills Forest on May 15th, 2014. We see someone running through the iconic home from the first Blair Witch film. The footage is paused and someone asks, did you see her? The footage is then played back in slow-mo and it turns out that the footage is from a YouTube video. The viewer says, I missed it too the first time, pauses the video to reveal a witch-like figure in a mirror or window caught on camera. This footage that we're seeing isn't footage that we actually saw in the first film, right? No. No. I guess, spoiler, if you haven't seen this film, this movie is taking place in what seems like a circular timeline. This is actually Lisa running through the home in the final scene. Okay. That kind of makes sense with another fun fact that I saw, which was that the flashes, if you notice that when they turn the camera off or they drop it or they switch, there are like images that you can see in like the glitchiness of the camera. Apparently those, if you pause them, those are images from the first film. So yep. it's also taking into account that the first film is happening simultaneously. Yeah. I don't want to get too far ahead, but like, that's why I loved this movie so much because the house is a lot like, you know, season one of where he says time is a flat circle of <laughs> True Detective. I think there's a layer to this movie that a lot of people missed. And that's why they were like, oh, it's just a rehash of the first one. And I'm like, that's kind of the point. Like, that's part of it. And again, Scream is one of my favorite movies. And it's definitely my favorite horror franchise. So for me, for it to be so meta, that's why I fell in love with this movie. Because I'm such a huge fan of the first one. And there was that what you were talking about, Eric. And then the fact that this is actually footage that they found on a tape that was in the woods and it was on an old school VHS tape. It wasn't on a digital recorder. Right. One would then argue that this was everything, everywhere, everywhere, all, all at all once. <laughs> After death, actually. <laughs> We're just coming up with a great anthology series here, guys. Yeah. I cannot hear the title of that movie without thinking of the Bo Burnham special. I don't know if you guys watched yes, it. Yes, I love it. Yes. Uh, can yeah. I interest you in everything all of the time is all that plays in my head can when I, I read it. Can interest you in everything all of the time? A little bit of therapy. Yeah. Love that. The viewer says, that's her, to someone off screen who we later learned is named Lisa. When Lisa asks who he's referring to, he says it's his sister. Lisa is in disbelief. She asks if he has a search alert set up for this kind of thing and Jane 
James, who we learn as his name, says that he usually doesn't get hits, but this one seems legit. The person who uploaded the video claims he found the tape in the Black Hills woods. Lisa doesn't seem so convinced, but they are then interrupted by two more friends, who we later learn are Peter and Ashley, entering with shopping bags, asking them what they are up to. James responds that he is going to be the subject of Lisa's documentary project, and they say that is pretty boring. They just are like old friends and are honest with each other, I guess. <laughs> the shade of it all. We then cut to James and Lisa trying out a bunch of filming equipment, which include earpieces that record everything that the person wearing them is seeing. These earpieces come into play a lot. So we were joking about this yesterday because we were like, we get that the old one was a handheld camera, right? Old school VHS. It's over your shoulder or whatever it is, but it's not very maneuverable. These are on the sides of their heads. And the way that the camera is shaking kind of doesn't make sense with the way that these recordings are happening. Like I wondered behind the scenes too, like if they actually used footage from those or if they said that that's what was happening. <laughs> but really they were holding a camera because the way that it's shaking, I was picturing like they're behind the scenes, like just shaking their heads like crazy. <laughs> And Vivi was like, well, maybe they're like running. And so they're like, this is like, yeah, but the bob would be, you know, side to side. I don't know. The only time that it made sense was when they were cutting back and forth between the earpiece camera and then the handheld one that Lisa has. Other than that, I was like, what's actually going on right now? Oh, and they also point out that the earpiece has GPS. They say this mm -hmm. at least five times in like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. really do. I'm like, this might be important. Lisa then sets up an audio recording where she explains the intro to her film. She tells the story of James's sister, who disappeared near the town of Burkittsville, Maryland, when James was only four years old. Clips of the documentary she was shooting are shown as Lisa describes the final moments caught on film in a strange home in the woods. She explains that the footage was found near the Black Hills Forest and that a large search party went in to try and find some evidence of the crew. But when nothing was found, investigators concluded that they must have disappeared somewhere else despite their equipment and things being found in the Black Hills Forest. So the Blair Witch's power only, or whatever is happening here, is power only works on small groups. Because if that's the case, then there were tons of people here. And this is something mm -hmm. Peter later mentions, that when he was a kid, he was in the forest looking for her. And then I think Lane, one of the like townies, says you have to sleep in the woods for the like effect to happen to you, which is like just a way to plug up a plot <laughs> yeah. hole. But yeah, he's the meth head boyfriend. <laughs> kind of fun fact kind of leads into if you guys are aware of a game called Hunt a Killer. Yeah. Yeah. We actually just played our first time last week. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Isn't it fun? Oh, yeah. It is fun. Oh. We went straight for medium. We didn't even <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they have a Blair Witch one. So my friends and I opted for that. That was our first one. And yeah, it, her power does work on only small groups of people from like the way we had to play the game. And friend of the pod, Will, from Guide to the Unknown, helped write the Blair Witch Hunter Killer. What? That's cool. Then I'm counting all of that as canon then because <laughs> the pod will. Yeah, it. we'll have to shout them out when this episode gets released. They give you a letter. It's like, hi, I'm so-and-so's mom. My son's missing. And the last time we saw him, he ran into the Burkittsville woods. Like, please help. I'm sorry. He's dead. <laughs> he's, gone. he's gone. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Well, I was just like, gone. he's dead. Next. <laughs> he's still running around in circles in the forest. For many know. years. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> 
<laughs> we get a few shots of James as Lisa explains that as long as she's known him, he's been searching for clues and evidence pertaining to his sister's disappearance, and that his search for closure is the subject of this documentary. Lisa then interviews Peter, who seems to be James' childhood best friend. He explains to Lisa that their parents have always been friends, so they've known each other all their lives. He said he recalls that his sister went missing, but doesn't remember her all that well. If I went missing, my kid siblings would be like, all right, well, that was his dumbass fault. Why did he <laughs> Those are some brutal siblings, <laughs> <Yeah>. but... <laughs> yeah, and like, my brother and I are six years apart, but we're still very close. But I can't imagine being like 12 to 14 years apart, because I think they were 19 and 20 in the first one. So, because they're college students. So I'm just like... I don't know. I did love this aspect of it, of like the sibling, you know, never forgetting the older sibling. That got to me. But other than that, I was like, yeah, the stuff I remember from being four years old is like getting gum stuck in my hair at pre-K and then like going to Disney World for the first time. Yeah. Dinosaurs being ugly upside down. There's a video of me telling the camera, yeah. like, these dinosaurs are ugly and they're all upside down. The <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Somewhere out there, there's a video of me explaining how volcanoes interrupt. <laughs> of they do be interrupting nature, though, sometimes. I mean, was I wrong? <laughs> the friends are hanging out playing video games when Lisa asks Peter to explain what they are going to be doing that day. Peter explains that they are going to go search for the home that is seen in Heather's documentary in order to search for clues about her disappearance. He informs Lisa that James has been messaging with the YouTuber who uploaded the video that we saw earlier. Seems legit. Yeah. And that he is going to show them exactly where he found the missing footage. Lisa then presses them about whether or not they believe the legend of the Blair Witch, but both men just remain silent and stare at each other. Ominous. Do you believe the legend of the Blair Witch? I believe I would not go into that forest. <laughs> the moment I said a camping, you'd be like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm a city girl, so anything involving camping, I'm like... No. no, I don't know. I don't know. Oh no, I'm the adventurous one of our of our duo. This summer, I'm hiking the Asangade Mountain Range in Peru. <laughs> Ooh, sick! It's awesome. See, if that cabin was in a city, I'd be fine. Oh yeah, <laughs> check it out in a but city. Not, in a city, I'd be fine. I've been to many haunted houses in the city, but <laughs> I'm not going out in the middle of the forest where there's no cell service, no GPS, nothing nearby, nowhere for me to take refuge in case something is haunted in the forest. But none of that mattered in Fresh either, Bapna. So. Listen, I, I've already told you this. I would gladly be kidnapped by Sebastian Stan, <laughs> but that's it. I want to see a version of the Blair Witch where Tom Haverford gets kidnapped. Oh, and he's <laughs> clapping? He's yeah. like <laughs> with his Roomba. DJ Roomba. He's like, DJ Roomba. Save me. <laughs> he's, he's growing some, uh, what does he call the, the snap peas, the snap dogs, the snoop dogs? <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. We cut to the group of friends at a nightclub. Lisa is showing Peter and Ashley how to use these earpieces to record. Uh, weird thing to do in a nightclub, but okay. We get a conversation between the three of them, and this is the only time I will give them like the credit of the earpieces. It allows us to look at each character when they are talking as opposed to like traditional found footage where it's just like shaky back and forth. <laughs> mm -hmm. Peter is being very protective of James, saying that he's going up into those woods based on some grainy footage that someone posted only because he believes that he may be able to find his sister or solve her case. Peter feels that Lisa is exploiting James and begs her not to actually show the footage to anyone. She says that she can't promise that as he storms off. Lisa then defends herself to Ashley, saying that just because she hasn't been friends with James as long as they have doesn't mean she doesn't care about him. Sure. 
Sure kind of seems like she doesn't know. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Really? It also makes it shittier that she's the one who survives at the end. Well, I mean, survives. Well, yeah. Well, air quotes in that. Yeah. Could have yeah. survived, but she, yeah. I got the vibe that she was too caring of James. Like she was trying to. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought she was like into him. Yeah. She like jumped in his tent really quick in another scene. Mm. Like she nothing scary had happened. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh no, we're going to have to snuggle. Oh, yeah. My underwear. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you completely naked? <laughs> <laughs> Where your clothes at? That's what I was gonna say. Take yeah. <laughs> it is the next morning, and we get a shot of Peter very hungover, but he says he does not regret his night of drinking before going camping in the woods. Don't feel you, dude. I'm too old. Yeah. <laughs> Cannot relate. These hangovers last three no. days. I'm not doing it. Exactly. <laughs> we get a few more shots of the crew testing equipment. They test out a drone and get a couple of aerial shots, as well as test out their walkie-talkies. Finally, the group sets out, and we get shots of them road tripping, and even footage of them staying at it seems the exact same hotel that Heather stayed at with her crew the night before entering the town. Have you guys seen a uh, Hell House LLC? Yes. yes. Okay, that's one of my favorite movies of all like favorite horror movies of all time i actually love that whole trilogy that when they're in the car is literally almost like shot for shot from the first hell house and i was like adam did you do this on purpose (laughs) (laughs) this movie does feel like a lot of different movies in one i feel like there's a lot of tributes going on in this yeah again i think that's why i liked it so much is that it's so meta and i'm a screen girl so i was like all right this is my jam like in the q a at the screening too he did mention that he had a lot of different influences like it wasn't just like a purely blair witch themed like sequel or whatever the term is he was like i took influences from requel sequel i don't know number two (laughs) like oh oh god i didn't even mean it that way (laughs) (laughs) number two was number two right yes from what i've heard it's terrible (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's bad they should have gone the uh, line king round just one and a half uh yeah literally this is literally lion king one and a half but it's blair witch one and a half i forgot that two existed to be honest (laughs) it's not great there's even footage of them staying at a hotel that looks identical to the one that heather and her crew stayed at in the first blair witch they even are drinking the same type of scotch we get a few more establishing shots of them as they enter the town of burkittsville as james gives a little of the town's lore saying that they used to be a town named blair established in the 1700s, but it was discovered abandoned, so Burkittsville was founded nearby. The friends arrive at the house of the YouTuber that they were messaging with earlier. His name seems to be Lane, and his partner is named Talia. They invite them in, and we get this like really awkward scene where the friends notice that they have a Confederate flag hanging on the wall. I was like, oh no. And then they mm. when they decided to hang out with them, I was like, awkward. <laughs> it's weird because like flag aside, that doesn't ever come back into their personalities. No. So it might have belonged to somebody else in the house. Or they were squatters. Yeah. Mm. Oh, they have real <laughs> squatter vibes. This couple, Talia and Lane, reminded me so much of every single YouTuber couple that got big on like trauma porn where they were like, we're gonna mm. go to the world's most haunted plantation. And I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I, because we live next to it. Yes. <laughs> we like to taste the sadness. <laughs> Listen, uh, shots fired. I love the paranormal. Bhavna knows that I watch all the ghost shows and like I love anything spooky. Same. But like, yeah, yeah, we're big on the paranormal. But like, anytime there's a YouTube couple and they're like, we're going to go to the penitentiary. I'm like, you just want to go somewhere that someone really suffered, which is incredible. Fucked up if I think about it. Like, I'm like, 
why? See, just watch Grave Encounters and be done with it. Or Kindred Spirits. Kindred Spirits is another good one. When I watched Grave Encounters for the first time, I legit thought it was legit. Did like, you I really? It, I was so It gullible. looks it. <laughs> yeah. It like, the first thing I thought of was just like the, was it Ghost Adventures? Is that yes. the actual show? Yeah. Where it's like, dude, bro, dude, <laughs> did you see that ghost? Screaming. Yeah. Oh my God, did you hear it? Come at me, demon. And then oh you get to be like. All I think of is Shane Madej and like, oh, we hey, do demons, love- it's me, ya boy. <laughs> love uh r.i.p buzzfeed unsolved we do love but they're coming back with a new show on watcher called ghost files i think they own it we go to bed watching that yeah we do we just put it on just go to bed i love love when he's like goat man i'm stepping on your bridge (laughs) (laughs) so much better than zach bagel bites yeah (laughs) not bagel bites I hate Zach Bagan so much. If you guys haven't seen it, the episode where they go to the Omen house, not Omen, but like O-M-A-N house. It's owned by David Omen in California. It's down the street from where the Sharon Tate murder happened. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, it's across the street, actually, in uh, Cielo Drive. And Bridget Marquardt, who has her own podcast, Ghost Magnet with Bridget, has been there a couple times. And she talks about how badly it gives her the creeps. But Zach went there, and he was like, they did this whole Ghost of Interest episode. And there's a whole thing where they just put the camera on this, like, row of figurines that the owner of the house keeps on top of his, like, very expensive salt tank aquarium. Rich people hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> and they, like, fall over one by one. And I was like, has anyone? consider that maybe like there's cars driving past this house that was built in the 50s and you have figurines standing on like a fucking aquarium (laughs) and one falls over and zach is like bro 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 he like goes up the scale (laughs) (laughs) oh i hate him so much wi-fi signal is gross Yeah, Yeah, we got that super awkward scene where Peter notices the Confederate flag. He looks at the camera like mockumentary style, looking at Lisa like, this seems about white and doesn't say anything, though. (laughs) The group sits in the living room to chat and Lane and Lisa start to record each other. Only Lane is using a camcorder. It's like a weird like power exchange thing here where she's like, I need you to sign a release. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I probably need one, too. And he's recording on like a camera from like the early 2000s. He's like, you big city folks, uh, I could do the same thing here. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying about like the YouTube couple thing though? Like that vibe. Yeah, they're probably on tour. Going yeah. on like all these websites that no one cares Live about. Live leak. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back when like early to late 2000s, I was a kid, but like my older brother is nine years older than me. So he had a computer when I was a kid. So I was on the internet like way earlier than I should have been. Same. And I was on a lot of like really dark sides of the internet. But more you were like on this exploring. side of the internet. Blair yeah, Witch Internet. Was easier. <laughs> yeah. Mom's world. Yeah. Yeah, like I saw another. I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to search it out, but like I vividly remember during the Iraq War, like someone leaking a video of a city getting bombed, and I was like, I should. I'm nine years old. I should not. Be yes, doing that's enough <laughs> internet for today. Yeah. Right, that might be why that's I'm a- so like disturbed as a maybe that's why we like horror because we're just desensitized to everything bob and i have talked about this so many times how like our generation was the first one to grow up with the internet Mm -hmm. and so like we saw things way before we should have and also like i was in fourth grade when 9 11 happened and i remember them like turning the tv on and like seeing the towers go down and i was Mm -hmm. like maybe we shouldn't have watched that in front of children yeah anyways anyways we're all good we're fine we're fine (laughs) 
We're all fine. <laughs> we all turned out okay. <laughs> James gets straight to the point and he asks Lane where they found this footage. Lane and Talia seem very excited about that and ask if they can tag along. It's apparent from the group's reaction that this is not a part of their plan. Lane says the only way they are willing to show them where they found the tapes is if they are brought with them. Otherwise, there is no deal. James asks for a minute to talk with the group and they discuss this outside. Peter is like, immediately no. Shuts down the idea. But Ashley points out that it seems like they don't really have any options and they agree to let them tag along. I think I would have just still gone without them. Without them? They definitely have weird vibes. They're not part of the plan and they're like a complete outsider to what we're trying to do. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be one thing if it was like, oh, some friends who I used to know when I was a kid are here. Let's bring them along. But if these are complete strangers and some dude that he met on YouTube, like that's uh, that is literally everything they warn you against. <laughs> yeah. Never go with a hippie to a second location. Like, yep. <laughs> exactly. The group arrives at the Black Hills Forest and unpacks the cars. We get one long, ominous shot of them leaving the cars as they enter the woods. Peter decides that it's a good idea to mess with Lane and Talia by mocking them for some of their YouTube videos. Lane seems annoyed and goes on to explain that he grew up in that town and that all his life, people always warned against going into those woods. But as soon as Heather and her crew disappeared, the town just wanted to forget about the woods altogether. Talia begins to tell the legend of Rustin Parr, who kidnapped eight children and killed seven. How he would take them in pairs to his attic or basement and make one of them turn around as he killed the other. If you have seen the original Blair Witch, you know this legend. It was mentioned in there. Yeah, I think we had a bunch of like speculations on what the story actually meant from the first. I think that's why the first never needed a sequel. Even at the end of that episode when we talked about it, it was like... What if it was that this entire time the man is still around, right? And the man yeah. is the one killing people and he's just like some serial killer. Or I think we thought that one of the guys was mind controlled by the witch. Yeah, because that's what Talia goes on to explain how Parr claimed he heard the voice of a woman telling him to kill. What I liked about the first Blair Witch and worked for me is that it's all just so, so many theories and it's kind of like you figure it out. What do you like? Yeah. And you can just like talk about it for yeah. hours. Yeah. Well, and also like, with that, with the Rustin Parr narrative, I've always thought of it like, of course, a small town would rather put a supernatural blame on something than deal with the fact that they probably have a child predator because it could yeah. never happen in their small town. Yes. You know, like, oh, it never happened here. What are you right. Talking about? Literally only happens in small towns. <laughs> right. Like, there's a reason I'm a city person, guys. <laughs> you can't go in with this amount of melanin. No, thank you. <laughs> The group eventually reaches the site where Lane claims to have found the tape. They search around it for a minute, but don't seem to find anything of note. They continue their hike following a creek of water. Tolly informs them that a little girl once drowned there when the town was first founded, but that her body was never found. Her mother claimed that she saw a black hand shoot out from the water and drag her down. Lisa looks very dismayed to learn that they are about to cross this stream. The group is making their way through it when Talia turns to Lane kind of in secret and says, are you sure this is a good idea? The crew is halfway through the stream when Ashley lets out a yelp of pain. They turn to help her as she explains that she cut her foot on a sharp rock. They sit her down on some nearby rocks and James instructs Lisa to get the first aid kit. But her and Lane are busy being douchebags, worried about getting a good shot of the injury. They keep telling her that the cut is not that bad, but it looks pretty bad. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I've gone on my handful of hikes like this and through water and everything, and I've never even thought that a rock like this could just 
destroy my leg. This would happen to me 100%. Like, I'm surprised yeah. it's not happening right I'm now. I'm surprised it isn't happening right now. Like, I twist my ankle all the time. I habitually roll my ankles all the time. Like, ask any of my friends. Like, we go out. It's like, if there's like uneven sidewalks. Everyone's like, are you okay, Bob? Are you all right? I mean, maybe it's the curse of having large feet. I'm going to give you guys some like ankle mobility drills. That's like the ex-trainer in me. I'm like, oh my God, stretch, please. I need that. <laughs> like, what I felt like speaking of her cutting her foot like i feel like what this film did really well was the implied body horror as opposed to like straight up looking like you know close up of it being cut you know what i mean and then there was some actual body horror (laughs) oh my god yeah like the sound they use later on like just to go back to her foot which apparently now i'm obsessed with her feet um that's a whole different other only fans you could probably visit but um but the sound when i think later on i know we'll get to it but like later on when she makes that sound and she just crumbles to the ground but like that crack Mm -hmm. you hear and it's her foot and i'm just like that gets me so i can watch somebody being like flayed open like i can watch somebody being burnt to death in the most realistic way i can watch all this shit but the moment you like imply that like a bone is broken not not seeing the bone get broken implying (laughs) like with the sound and like the correct acting i just recoil like titane made me cringe so hard oh. in the theater like not cringes and like this is gross but more like i can't watch this but i want to watch this uh squirm i know what you mean they use it so often too right mm-hmm. it's like they'll, they'll literally yeah. just mm-hmm. be walking right after this they'll just be walking and it's like and you're like who is breaking because like, well, yeah again me <laughs> yeah same <laughs> vivi we'll stay home yes this is why we they stay <laughs> Part of it was like, is it her foot or is it someone stalking them in the woods? Mm-hmm. And that, that yeah. really fucked with me. The first time I saw this, I was completely alone in a huge dark theater. And I was like, I've made a big mistake. <laughs> I've made a big mistake. After this, the group decides to set up camp. We get a comical scene of Peter not being able to put a tent together and then throwing a tantrum. The crew sets up the drone when Peter informs them that he is going to look for firewood. Anytime one of them says they're going to go do something, I'm like, they're dead. <laughs> they're dead. We'll never see them again. What, what's that line from Scream? Anyone I'll says, be right oh, back. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> what was the intent for the drone, though? I think they were just trying to assure that they wouldn't get lost so they could see like where the road is. Oh, so we need to buy this $400 drone real quick. To break it in the woods. To break it. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd bring it just for the woods. Yeah. I thought it was such a good, like, time setting device. As in, like, this was a very 2016 movie to me. I was like, yeah, this vibes mm-hmm. with six years ago. Got it. Like, Yeah. I got the feeling that they were trying to, because I know when I watched the original Blair Witch, I'm like, well, now you have a phone and that wouldn't happen to you. Or yep. now you have this and it wouldn't happen to you. Now you have a drone. And now you have a drone. Happen. Yeah. And they're saying, no, no, no. No, that shit's getting fucked up and you're still screwed. Yep. I remember the first time I watched the original, like maybe it's because I'm older than you guys. <laughs> I wasn't old enough to see it in theaters. I'm not that old. But um, sorry to any <laughs> any older millennials or Gen Xers out there uh, listening. But um, I was old enough that I still rented it from Blockbuster. Ooh, and I'm older than my, my siblings. So I had to watch it. My grandmother and grandfather lived with us at the time. So I had to go watch it in my grandmother's room so that the kids wouldn't like <laughs> walk in on us or walk in on me basically watching it by myself in my grandmother's room and in an indian household so that's uh no thank you (laughs) my mom did rent it for me so she's like you're old enough to watch this since you've seen the shining but you know like i was in middle school or something by the time i watched it so maybe like a year or two after it came out and i remember like watching
watching it going like, because we didn't have cell phones at that time and we didn't have all that stuff. VHS was still the height of everything. DVDs had just come out, basically, <laughs> if you want to put a timeline on. Like, DVD players were still 500 bucks if you <laughs> really want to put like a timeline on things. So, like, I'm watching it in the not too distant future from when it came out. So, mm-hmm. I was really scared. Like, I may not have seen it in a theater, but I was very like, this could happen to me. <laughs> so, when 2016 came out and they had the drones and stuff, I was like, well, this is an improvement. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But how is a GPS going to fail? Yeah. How is this going to fail? It was not so much like, oh, we've got technology now, so we'll be fine. It's more like, how is the Blair Witch going to fuck with this? Yeah. And how is it going to fail? I'm picturing the Blair Witch in her house, like, she's on tour. <laughs> <laughs> she has internet she's, in this. She has an electromagnetometer. <laughs> She's got, a, she's got a giant server behind her. Yes. The Blair hacker. She had to become a hacker to keep with the times. She's throwing EMPs into the forest. <laughs> she's a tech That's witch. That's why it only works on small groups, guys. She had to evolve with the times. She has like a side job as like the AOL support rep. <laughs> But with the drones, though, I got a very big, like, film bro vibe off of it, too. Like, oh, yeah. you know, just as, like, tech being listed, like, because Lisa was a giant film bro, yeah. for lack of a better <laughs> word. Like, you know, like, everybody knows somebody that's been to school for film or something like that, at least in our in our small industry. So, you know, everyone's so super overexcited about every little bit piece of tech, even though they never get to use it. <laughs> and she takes the place of the guy in the first movie who was super into huh. tech. So it to me, it tracked. I was like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I see her is like a combination of Heather and the tech guy as well mm, because she yeah. doesn't stop filming up until the last moments. It's like the only thing that comforts Girl. her. But you need that character yeah. for this type of movie because if you had somebody who had any common sense, they would have oh. <laughs> it's, it's like Hell House where yeah. uh, he films way beyond the point of needing to film. Yeah, listen, Hell House sh- or even Cloverfield. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I just stopped the moment it started. Yes. Trey and I talk about Hell House all the time because it's one of my favorites and it's Jazz's too. And so like, we'll just be like, oh, we'll just like throw it in the background. The moment I saw that clown move by, y'all would have never seen me again. But instead he's like, we're going to keep the security cameras on, sir. (laughs) See, that's why Grave Encounters works because they were already set up as a show. So they already had their cameras set up. So it's not like somebody going around being like, all right, let me get this footage. (sighs) I'm just going to watch Grave Encounters when we get done recording. (laughs) Hell yeah. The crew is settling in for the night and enjoying a campfire when Lisa asked Tali and Lane who the Blair Witch really was. Tali is the one who responds, saying Ellie Kedward seems to be what the town agrees upon. She is someone who was accused of witchcraft after children in town said she took their blood. She didn't get a proper trial and was sentenced to die by exposure, being tied to a tree in the woods. When the town went to retrieve her body in the spring, there was no trace of it. They assumed her remains were eaten by animals, but soon after, people began disappearing. First, the children that accused her and their families, then others. Eventually, those who were left just abandoned their homes and fled the town. Lane butts in to say that the death was more gruesome than that. Basically describing a form of torture where someone is stretched out. This is only important because it seems to come into play later. But they believe that the woods have been cursed ever since. He says there's an old legend that says if you look at the witch, you'll die directly from the sight of her. Peter shuts down these stories, reminding them that he was there in the woods as a kid. 
with a giant search party and nothing ever happened to him. Lane says maybe it did. Otherwise, why would he return? He also states that he read a legend online that claims that you have to spend the night in the woods for anything to happen to you. Lisa asks them how they're still alive then. And Lane makes a joke about how the witch is using them to lure the whole group in. They all laugh and Ashley declares that it's time for bed. Ugh. This movie felt like it was going <laughs> in a couple of different directions, right? Like towards the end, I was even thinking like aliens. Yeah. I have that in my notes, Eric. I was like, is it like a thing that's in the forest? Well, the lights. I was getting like the fourth kind yes. vibes Oh my God, that. that movie fucked me up so <gasps> bad. Yes. I saw that one in yes. theaters. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it on a first date, Vivi. <laughs> I think I've told this story on the pod before, but I went with a boyfriend at the time who then immediately was like, this is all fake. This is all bullshit. But I'm like, that was terrifying. And it was so fun. This relationship is not going to work. Yeah, no. <laughs> I went to see it with like one of my best friends and like we don't normally do alien movies. Like there's certain That's alien yeah. movies we'll do, but we don't normally do alien movies. We were we were fans of, is it Mila Jovovich that's in it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Her? Yeah. We're fans of her. So we're like, fuck it. She's doing alien horror. Let's do it. And so we like, but we went in pretty blind. So we're sitting there like this the entire time just going like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who can't, obviously, for everyone that can't see me, I'm like leaning <laughs> way back in my chair. I'm just like, uh. That movie's fun because it's like a mix of like dramatized film, yeah. but also found footage. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. To the point where you're like, is this a recreation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, it's on our found footage list for the fall. I also uh, left that one thinking maybe it was real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, but the, the lights at the end of the movie, this is in my notes. The only thing that I nitpick truly about this movie is the thunder and lightning effect at the end. Because mm. it lights up so much that I was like, is yeah. that a goddamn alien? Yeah. Like- yeah, that's it. <laughs> I love alien movies. That's like a side of me that I probably haven't brought up too much on the show. Yeah, I, we like, haven't covered aliens many. Is my whole thing. I have a whole theory. Yes, about, like, I love that. Yeah. I also thought it was aliens because they keep talking about lost time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a big theme in um, abduction stories. And mm-hmm. I, Eric, you and I could probably talk about aliens for a while. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're the only thing yeah. that like truly scares me because I'm like, Same. what if they're real? Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. one where you're like, it could be real. I don't know. You, you guys are going to laugh, but the first thought I had was obviously after my thought of like aliens with the la- with like the bright lights yeah. and everything, the lost time was the Simpsons episode where the how to cook for 40 people. And it's like how to cook 40 people. Uh, <laughs> where yes. King and Kodos are trying to eat them. Yes. <laughs> it's the first thing I thought of. No, but back to the, the Blair Witch for a second. Like one of the legends you brought up, like, oh, eaten by animals. Amateurs. <laughs> Amateurs. Yeah. Of course course she wasn't going to be eaten by animals come on guys if she's a witch you think she's really gonna let some animals eat her right oh my god just the fact that they left her out there the entire winter is like y'all deserved everything you got coming to you oh 100 percent oh yeah straight to hell straight to hell (laughs) Yeah. And isn't isn't Burkittsville, is it where is it again? Maryland. 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 Oh well so it gets cold. Yeah. Yes, it snows. Yeah. Isn't that technically the north? So like don't they get cold? Yeah. Vaguely above the Mason Dixon line, yeah. (laughs) I'm Canadian. I can get away with not knowing (laughs) your geography. Fair enough. I don't even know our geography. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I'm like off to Canada you go baby. I live here. That is all I know. (laughs) Just swim across the lake. We'll get you. In the middle of the night, James wakes up and starts recording as he hears something outside his tent. We hear strange noises get louder and louder. This shakes James up enough to open the tent to call for Lisa. I would not open my tent. Immediately, no. That is none of my business. As advanced as they've been, time to pick more stuff apart. (laughs) 
<laughs> as advanced as they've been, they got a drone. They've got over-the-ear cameras. Why wouldn't they bring like a ring? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna like, say. Are you gonna say put a ring outside? Put your a ring tent? on the top of the tent. A trail well, cam. Did ring exist cam. though in 2014? Yeah, technically, 2016? yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. No, but they said the footage was from 2014. They did didn't say. They? Oh. Oh, I don't know. But there was trail cams. I just imagine they put like one of those ear cams. Yeah. Or a GoPro. On the tent. Yeah. Just get some duct tape out. Yeah. And then uh, you check your iPad. Which Lisa <laughs> does do later on in a different yeah. scene, so. She uses the drone controller to, like, see where, just how fucked they are. They also yeah. already had a camera on a tree, didn't they? Yeah, the webcam. They did. So why didn't they check that? They did that later on. I don't think they did it the first night because they are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I will say it. First of all, they went out there. Just idiots. In underwear. <laughs> Were they wearing just underwear? <laughs> Isn't that when Liz goes out to James' camp? Oh, this is, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's the scene. Because James calls out to Lisa, who immediately jumps into his tent. She's so ready. Also, we, we pointed this out when we were watching it, but just the, like, the need to run at people. Yeah. In the woods when it's dark. <laughs> so many... Sir, there's no need. <laughs> yeah. They both get startled by static, but it turns out to be Peter calling them on the walkie, asking them if they also heard the commotion. Talia calls out to see if everyone is okay, but she also informs them that Lane has wandered off to go to the bathroom. Talia and James set off to search for Lane as the rest of the crew waits by the campsite. I'd be so mad if some people I didn't even want to come go missing. (laughs) I would have been like, fuck them. Yep. But that's They've been here. Up. That's none of my business. Yeah. Get fucked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good luck finding meth in the forest. <laughs> Lane jumps out of the woods to provide yet another jump scare and the three head back to camp. It's the next morning and James is waking up just as we hear someone calling for them to come out. Outside of the tents, we see a bunch of twig figures wrapped together to create symbols that are very familiar to the ones seen in the original Blair Witch. Ashley immediately wants to leave because she has common sense. Lane is excited and he begins to take photos and footage of the symbols. James is not as thrilled. He says it's a good idea for them to head back home. The symbols match those found on his sister's camera years ago and he thinks this is enough for the cops to reopen the case. The crew also notes that the time seems to have leaped forward. Even though they just woke up and it's morning, their watches are saying it's 2 p.m. As they speak, Talia is taking down one of the symbols. And I I said this in the first Blair Witch. Why would you touch it? Yeah. Also me, I'm Ashley. Get get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Immediately. Goodbye. And something I like that they pull in from the first one that really scared me in the first one that I think a lot of people who are like, oh, that movie wasn't scary, didn't realize is the pile of twigs and things they find later in the movie is Eric's. Eric in the first movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> like hair and clothes torn up and tied around the sticks. And the fact they kind of had to spell that out in this one, I was like, hmm, maybe we're not really, yeah. you know, paying attention like a, here. Like a voodoo type yeah. Spell. Yeah. Yeah. They are very in your face with the yeah. voodoo in this one. Yeah. It's like, hey guys, would you like some voodoo with your voodoo? (laughs) I heard you like some voodoo with your voodoo. So we put some voodoo in your voodoo while you voodoo through the woods. (laughs) While you video your voodoo. While you do math with your voodoo. Listen, the meth is extra. (laughs) Spicy. Meth like guac. Extra. (laughs) 
Lane is just too excited about getting shots, but Peter and Ashley just want to leave. We get footage of them hiking down back to the cars as Lisa asks Lane questions about his camera. He says that it's a camera that still uses tape and they are difficult to find, but more trustworthy than modern cameras. I feel like this is when Lisa is like suspicious of Lane. She's asking like, oh, isn't that similar to like the tape you found? Yeah, this also seems like it could have gone that route where maybe they are a part of a larger group that's like trying to keep other people away or bring them in to sacrifice like a cult that's what i was thinking is that like all right they're gonna bring people in to sacrifice but also when he says that about the video it reminded me of in real life paranormal groups with investigations a lot of people that use voice recorders to get evps will not use digital Mm -hmm. they will only use a very specific kind of tape because it's supposed to be the quote-unquote most accurate it's like something you can't digitally manipulate makes sense Mm. and with the cult aspect i was getting paranormal three vibes off of that one i'm like that could make sense i was like i I was expecting that kind of twist and turn like all right like has someone taken up the mantle of the bear witch Mm -hmm. here like that'd be interesting like the old man never talks about that aspect yeah yeah i guess we could talk about it at the end but there was like so many ways that they could have completely twisted this story to be aliens alien cult cult. Alien cult, but <laughs> they an alien cult with an occult twist yeah. <laughs> of the ankle <laughs> with the twist of the oh, ankle. God. <laughs> oh, oh, my own ankles just cracked. <laughs> Speaking of which, ahead of them, Ashley seems to be injured again. Her foot makes that crackling sound, and as everyone stops to help her, Lisa notices twine in Lane's backpack and quickly recognizes it as the twine used on the symbols. Lane gets, like, way too angry way too quickly. Like, extremely <laughs> defensive. It wasn't me! What? What? It was the, if you were trying to tell us it, was it the wasn't mess. you, it just, <laughs> that probably wasn't the best actor. But. It's like, calm it down, Shaggy. <laughs> It wasn't me. The crew demands to see the symbol that they know Talia has stored in her backpack, but Lane is just trying to gaslight them and say that they're all crazy. Talia is not as good of an actress because she then just admits to the whole thing. (laughs) She says, They meant no harm. That strange things really do happen in these woods, and they just wanted someone to see them. I don't feel bad for Talia because she does seem like the girlfriend who's just kind of like following her boyfriend's lead because he's obsessed with this one thing and she's kind of just like there for him. Not really for the, what they're doing. She seems obsessed with the lore. I feel like she does really find it interesting. But then the whole going out to the actual woods part is where that's Lane's idea. It gave like big animated Harley Joker vibes. Yes. And that's not a compliment. <laughs> no. Right. No, definitely not. She hands the symbol to James and he asks them if they faked all of this. They repeat that something is going on in these woods. They did not fake all the noises from last night, nor the whole watches messing up situation. Ashley accuses them of drugging them to possibly cause the loss of time. Y'all are the ones who got drunk as fuck like the night before y'all showed up. Y'all woke up at 2 o'clock because you were hungover. (laughs) No one made you go to that club. No one made you. Don't put a gun to your head to be like, shot, shot, shot. Like, come on. This is the final straw for Lane. He storms off pissed, but like two seconds later is like, actually, you know what, guys? We don't have a GPS. We might get lost. Peter, who has hated him from the beginning, is just pissed and wants him to leave. But Talia informs them that no one has ever been past the creek and it's dangerous, 
Peter's even more pissed, saying they've been following them the entire time. Lisa accuses them of faking the footage that brought them there in the first place, and James has had it. He tells them that they should part ways, but Lane returns like 10 times. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, 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 wait. But what if I give you meth? He's like, we can talk about it. <laughs> he's like, would anybody like some meth? Yeah, he's like the weed dealer that wants to be your friend too. Hey, but, hey guys, I thought we would smoke up together. <laughs> yeah. We'll feel less lost if we're all just high. <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's go the same wave. Come on, guys, it'll be fun. I promise. He's Mark from Midsummer, and he's just like, if we don't take the shrooms together, we're all at the, not same, gonna be time. At the yeah. same time. Yeah. Lane does not leave until Peter legit chases him off. James is devastated saying he actually thought Heather could still be out there in the woods. Lisa states that knowing now that Lane and Talia probably faked everything makes her feel less afraid in the woods. The crew hikes on, with Ashley still having issues walking due to her foot. They travel for a while, and it's getting darker and darker. And finally, they end back at the campground. Classic Blair Witch. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. That's the type of thing, that's the trope in horror that, like, fucks me up. It's like, did we just end up back where we started? That does scare me really bad. As someone with ADHD, like... Same. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, then you start gaslighting yourself, like... Did, did this happen? Is this real? Did I did I go the wrong way? Did I just da da da? And the time slip thing. Yep. Like, yep. That would freak Oops. me the fuck out. I can't Not handle. to mention this movie for like the fifth time on pod, but that's why Grave Encounters freaked me out yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah. From this point on, it's night. For the, the rest, rest of the film. Yeah. Perpetual night, yeah. Which at that point, I'm not someone that is suicidal at all, but at that point I'd be like, not bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a bad way to die. Not a bad option. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. lay here and wait. <laughs> animals come get me (laughs) i wonder what would happen if you just laid there because it seems to thrive on fear yeah yeah you're just like all right i've accepted it (laughs) which is like the theme of all you know of all hauntings is that like if you don't acknowledge it and i'm like that's bullshit no i'm gonna acknowledge the fuck out of it come on demons i got space right here (laughs) you want this pillow i made it out of moss i've always said that if something's haunted it better be helping pay rent No, seriously though. Listen, if you're gonna drain my electricity, you better be pitching in for hydro. Yes. <laughs> like that's just how it goes. They are pissed when they realize they've only been walking around in the circle. They decide to use the drone to see where they are when Ashley's ankle just seems to get worse and worse. She's literally standing there and it just like collapses <laughs> on her. Same. <laughs> she turns 30. <laughs> <laughs> At that moment. <laughs> It literally cracks every time she moves. Peter insists that Ashley can't walk on it anymore and she just has to stay the night. Ashley is not having it though. She's like, I really do not want to be here. However, James thinks it's best that they stay the night and figure it all out in the morning. Is James like a nurse or something? Because no, the way he's, he's... Just mansplaining. Oh, everything. it could be. I don't think yeah. so. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but I, I oh, know how to do it. I have the confidence. Of, yeah. <laughs> Let me explain to you, even though I don't know what the fuck I'm talking yeah, about. I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos about it. I'm an expert. I listen to a I, I'm on Reddit, guys. I'm on Reddit. <laughs> I'm on Reddit. <laughs> they set up camp and Peter decides they need to take a look at Ashley's cut. It looks way worse. And Peter is about to get more first aid equipment when her foot twitches like underneath her skin and she screams in pain. He calms her down saying it's nothing bad and oh my God. I don't think I could lie to a person like this. <laughs> I'd be like, bitch, your foot just twitched. <laughs> Fuck. Your foot's missing. <laughs> your foot just twitched and it's like a giant gash. It's not even just like, oh, here's a little... It's like... No. I understand maybe you're like not flexible, but like I could see the bottom of my foot right now if I looked at... Like, you can't yeah. lie to me. 
He tries to calm her down and tells her just to get some rest while he panics and goes to tell James and Lisa exactly what is happening. Guys, aliens! They're in her foot! (laughs) They tell him it was probably just a muscle spasm and he leaves to go find her firewood to keep her warm for the night because he believes it's just a bad infection. Lisa and James are messing with the drone trying to get a pinpoint of their location when it completely malfunctions and crashes. Later that night, James informs Lisa that Ashley's foot is infected and they need to get her to an ER ASAP. In the woods, Peter is gathering all the firewood he can when he gets a strange call from the walkie and no one seems to answer. His flashlight starts to go out as he hears strange noises from the forest. He is fighting with his flashlight when he spots a figure watching him from behind the trees and begins to run. Yeah, he's too chilled like the entire time. Everything's like going on. I think I'd start yeah. being like, yeah, I'm gonna go back. Right after this, we see that Liz and James got firewood anyway. They're kind of like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder where Peter is. It's like, he told you he was gonna go get firewood to the point where you had to get yeah. your own and start your own fire. And you're barely yeah. asking the question. They are not the best friends. <laughs> no. No. There's a whole bunch of other things we could probably unpack on that one but we don't have time (laughs) the forest almost sounds like it's closing in on him as trees appear to fall all around him eventually one of the larger trees falls on top of him james and lisa hear the noise and go to search for him we get this pov shot of peter pinned down by the tree and james trying to call him over the walkie james is actually able to find the collapsed tree but sees no sign of Peter. Back at the campsite, Lisa is watching over Ashley, who provides us with yet another jump scare when she asks for Peter. Once Lisa gets her settled back at the tent, James provides another jump scare. It's like two seconds (laughs) apart. They literally just like pop up like whack-a-mole. And I'm like, why? I'm like, enough! (laughs) I'm like, give my heart a minute! Even them, I'd be like, well, can <laughs> yeah. you stop? At that point, I can share during the, the Midnight Madness screening, everybody was going fucking nuts because it was just like, I don't think you guys have ever been, but it's one of those like where like Hooten Hollerin is very encouraged. Like it's one of those ones where they pass a beach ball around before oh, the movie fun. starts. Like it's a whole thing. But like the theater was not silent. It was the opposite of silent because it was just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> To the point where you're like, am I at a concert or a movie? That sounds so <laughs> fun. I can't tell. I need every movie yes. to be like, well, horror movie at least, to be like that. Like the opening yeah, of uh, no, Scream 2. Yes. Yes. Just not the yeah. part where if I get stabbed. <laughs> yeah. Not that part. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep the stabbing out. But the uh, but the hooten hollering, just especially as we mentioned, like the whack-a-mole amount of jump scares, nobody was silent. Me included. <laughs> like, I was like, ah! Give my heart a minute. (laughs) He tells Lisa that he found all of Peter's equipment, but no Peter. James tries to leave to search for him again, but Lisa says they need to stay together. They agree to just keep the fire going. That way Peter can find his way back to them. James and Lisa settle in for the night, but suddenly hear snapping twigs around the campsite. They think it's Peter, but instead we see Lane and Talia approaching their campsite, only they looked completely deranged. Lane believes that the group is just another trick, and they're not really seeing them. But Talia asks when the last time they saw them was. When James and Lisa respond that they saw them this afternoon, Lane and Talia freak out, saying they've been in the woods for five or six days. No. Fuck no. Like, oh my God. You can see it. They're like visibly 
exhausted and tired. Dirty. He's got like yeah. a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, yeah. This is when you need like Doctor Who to just pop in with the TARDIS <laughs> or something at that oh point. Oh my god. To just explain it all. <laughs> Lane notices that only Lisa and James are at the campsite and asks for the others. When they explain what happened, Lane freaks out, saying that it's starting for them too and that they have to leave. Lisa doesn't believe their act and says they're not falling for it again. Lane tries to leave, but Talia asks the group for food. Talia seems to want to stay with them, but Lane is convinced that they are gonna die and he is not staying with them. He marches on, leaving Talia with them. What a fucking douche. It's truly... James and Lisa try to comfort Talia and set up a tent for her for the night. It still appears to be night when Lisa's alarm rings, saying it's 7am. When they leave to investigate, they once again find those twig symbols all over the campsite. This is my phone on Daylight Savings. My phone switched like three or four times. Oh yeah, during Daylight Savings. savings. Oh my god. Yeah, it went back like three hours. Yeah. Because it switched midday the day before, and then it switched again at night, and yeah, like the next day I like didn't even know what time it was, and we had to look at your phone, and I restarted it and finally fixed itself, but it was like... You need to like (laughs) smudge your phone. Yeah. yeah, Eric, I feel like what if you're in the alternate timeline? Like what if you like jumped <laughs> timelines when that happened? And this is where my mind melts. And, like, <laughs> this is your I'm Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is, is your, your phone's name moment. Annabelle by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> Talia is freaking out and keeps yelling at them that they need to leave. Ashley has woken up too and keeps asking for Peter. She is pissed to see Talia there and James and Lisa explain just how bad the situation is. Talia notices that one of the symbols has her hair on it. Pissed, Ashley grabs it and yells, of course it does, you made it, and snaps it in half. This causes Talia to snap in half. Yeah, I was not expecting this one. (laughs) Guys, my back actually cracked. (laughs) (laughs) It's normal, it's normal. (laughs) It happens, it's cool, just chill. Everyone freaks out, realizing the symbol has worked as some sort of voodoo doll, killing Talia. But it's not a clean death, because Talia seems to still be conscious and bleeding from the mouth. Well, all she did was get snapped in half. You yeah, know, yeah. It was uh, it was like the dad in a uh, boys cry to or the first segment of Tales from the Hood. From the Hood, yeah. yeah. Pro- no, 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 I it's, forgot what it's it was. Boys get- bruises too. <laughs> oh yes, that's it. There is no time to react, however, because something appears to attack the campground and they run off. The three get separated, but Lisa and James find each other quickly. Ashley appears lost. While trying to find the group, she notices the injury on her foot has spread to her leg with either pus or like a snake-like creature oozing out of it. I saw that it's apparently just a branch. It looks way grosser than a branch. <gasps> is it a branch or is it it to when she pulled it out, it looked like a feather and that's I was what i like, thought what the fuck? and when i was reading trivia it was like oh it's just a branch and i was like i don't i don't really know what it was what but branches I wanted, have you seen <laughs> i wanted to know more about what this was <laughs> that's why I was regardless like, it's a foreign object yeah, yeah. Ew. She, it should not be it, in there it's wiggling and she yanks it and that's the honestly this is one of the best uses of body horror i've seen in the past like seven to ten years because yeah it's so visceral and so real i could feel what that would feel like to like pull something out of your skin i was like Ugh. and also when the campsite gets attacked and the tent just gets get yeeted into the <laughs> <Yes>. air <laughs> yeah oh, oh my, my god. god again a whole different subsect of only fans <laughs> <laughs> wait tent's getting yeeted <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> or or you know foreign objects being pulled out of your body oh. <laughs> oh while tents are yeeted in the background <laughs> <laughs> in the background that's an extremely specific niche you'll have like five people but they're probably the one percent they the will 1%. probably pay millions yeah. <laughs> listen you'll be set for life 
Follow the newest uh, Bloody Broad side venture, Bloody Broad Comedy Fans. That's all you did. I'll, I'll yeet the tents for you. With your feet. Yeah, with my feet. I'll get a pedicure just for that. Lisa and James return to the campground to find Ashley, but instead they find a walkie and hear Peter's voice coming from it saying, help me. The woods appear to attack them again and they bunker down. And this is where we get a close up of Lisa, which I felt was just a callback to Heather's like last minutes. However, my problem with this is that Lisa still looks good and Heather looked like she was going through it. Like you believed it with Heather. Lisa had on some Urban Decay all nighter spray. She really did. (laughs) Listen, that's just magic. It is. She threw some nasal spray in there so she wasn't dripping. Yeah. She learned from the first movie. (laughs) She took her antihistamines. She she was hopped up on cocaine probably. Like she got this. She was camera ready. Ashley is still lost but has come upon the drone that crashed into a tree. She tries to retrieve it. I don't really know why. This bitch, your foot is fucked up and you are climbing a tree? I need the drone. I don't know what it's going to do but I'm going to need it. Meth. (laughs) Meth. There's your alternate title for the episode. Meth. Meth. None of this even happened. They were all just on <laughs> This is just a bad trip. <laughs> they were on bath salts like, in the woods. Yeah. It's like the ending of that Simpsons Halloween of horror where like it's the gas that turns them inside out, but it's meth. <laughs> oh, God. She tries to retrieve it, but ultimately falls from a very tall tree, which saw that coming. She hits the ground, but we see someone drag her body off screen. That was creepy. Rex style. Yeah. This film has similar vibes to Rex, especially in the Mm -hmm. last few sequences. Oh, for sure. James and Lisa continue to search for her. I forgot to mention this earlier, but the footage is becoming more and more distorted as the evening is going on. We hear a scream and follow it, but this only leads them to an abandoned house. James recognizes it immediately as the home where Heather was last seen. Lisa does not want to go in, but James swears he hears his sister screaming coming from the home. He tells Lisa she knows that this is the house that he's been looking for, his whole reason for being there and he goes in to search for Heather. Instead, he finds Peter standing in a room staring at the wall. He doesn't even go to see if his friend's okay. He's like, oh, you're there? Okay, cool. I'm going to go look (laughs) over there. He gets distracted by some more sounds and a woman screaming and follows a figure through the house who he believes to be Heather. His flashlight gives out, and through flashes of thunder and lightning, we see the figure of a woman standing in front of him. I just would not go in there. Like, I'm with Lisa. It's pouring, but I'm going to stay out here. (laughs) Yeah. And I would be remembering miss if i did not mention the iconic lyrics thunderbolt and lightning very very, very, very funny. Funny. <laughs> you can get past it with a thunder buddies song from ted <laughs> <laughs> this finally scares him enough to finally try to leave the house lisa who waited outside the home is now scared enough to go in to search for james she's calling james name throughout the house but who she finds is lane who looks much older he's got a full beard going at this point yeah and some grace right and yeah i don't know how long he's been in here 84 years he says that lisa looks just the same as he remembered and that the witch is never going to let him go she had to find people that remembered he yells at lisa that she has to do what the witch tells her and shoves her her back against a brick wall she is unconscious for like a minute and lane throws her into the basement locking her in there fuck this guy fuck lane meth or no meth i would become the world's premier mma fighter if a motherfucker (laughs) did that to me my hands are rated e for everyone and he would absolutely get it i cannot I cannot deal with that. Like, I hated him. Get ready to catch these hands. (laughs) Hated him the whole movie, but this 
like final moments, I'm like, ah, oh, you're still the worst. Also- In a scene very reminiscent of The Descent, Lisa manages to crawl out of the basement because she sees what appears to be a light at the end of the tunnel. So stressful. <laughs> it is a very, and it's very long. It is like a five it goes minute on for scene. Like five minutes, and the movie is only like ninety eight minutes long. And so I'm like, it's like <laughs> this is what you chose to focus on. They made that fifty foot to- tunnel for a reason. <laughs> they did. <laughs> I was like, okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. Oh, my God. (laughs) She is following the light that we discovered to be Lane's camera, and we realize that something is chasing her through the tunnel. She finally escapes, and she tries to barricade the exit she has just created, but she is once again attacked by Lane. Still hate him. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker won't die. This time, however, she is able to fight him off with a weapon, and she appears to kill him in the struggle. I think she finally, like, gets him in the throat or something. Yeah. She picks up his camera and records yeah i got you bitch (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah i got you who's got got the camera now motherfucker (laughs) extreme penguin voice i got you (laughs) she continues to run as though something is still chasing her through the house we finally get a glimpse of what this may be and it is a very long lanky woman which reminds me so much of that final scene in wreck the footage of her running is now identical to the YouTube video that is shown in the beginning of the movie, complete with a woman appearing in a window slash mirror. Lisa and James finally run into each other and realize they are in the attic. The rest of this movie, you literally just gave the advice and then you forgot about it two seconds later. Immediately. I mean, that's the moral well, of the story. Well, that's what broke my heart. <laughs> yeah, because like he, he's like you can't look at it and she's like yeah i'm not i'm not gonna you know he's like look at the corner and then they're so they're they look like those creepy um and this might be telling on myself with how much into antiques i am but the timeout dolls the, oh, like yeah. dolls that face the corner that like oh, grandmas yeah, yeah. have okay i'm so glad y'all know what i'm talking about because i was like this is gonna be real weird they, they're like standing there and then she grabs his hand which i understand but it was almost like really heavy breathing and the camera's like facing the floor and he says that it sounds like his sister because I was like, oh, like I love my brother very much. And if I thought that he was there after I thought he was dead, I I can see why he would turn around, but also I'm very pragmatic. So I'd be like, bitch, I know you're lying. (laughs) Why you always lie? Why are you lying? Why are you fucking lying? Same brainwave. Yeah. All they needed was a mirror. She just turned to stone, maybe. Yeah, it, it kind of does feel like Medusa vibes where they're like, oh, don't look her directly in the eyes. Yeah. You yeah. Turn to death. <laughs> you know, for a titular character, she doesn't get much screen time. She really no. doesn't. But the times that she does, oh, she made my yeah. skin crawl. Quality, not quantity. (laughs) A weird light time warp thing seems to happen and James suddenly yells at Lisa to face the wall, telling her not to look. The whole house like rumbles too. It doesn't even seem like lightning. It legit feels like, this is where I thought like, oh, aliens Aliens. are coming in. Yeah. (laughs) I would have enjoyed a twist. M. Night Shyamalan, where you (laughs) at? People have just been getting abducted this whole time. That would fuck me up. That would legitimately have fucked me up. (laughs) And the witch is the captain of the ship. (laughs) (laughs) Here for it. But can we have Kang and Kodos's voices? Yes. <laughs> it's just it's just a Sarah Sanderson singing Come Little Children. <laughs> he reminds her that the witch only takes sacrifices that look directly at her. James apologizes, saying that everything is his fault 
He says, Heather, is that really you? I also found it sad that he said, everything is my fault because that's literally what Heather says in the camera and like her final moments. Mm -hmm. He says, Heather, is that really you? Lisa asks him who he's talking to when suddenly he is yanked from her side. Lisa screams his name and sobs asking where he is. She uses the camcorder or the reflection of the camera to look behind her and once again we see the long lanky figure. Hey. Hey, Hey. what's up? (laughs) And she screams. She keeps telling herself not to look at the witch and uses the camera to kind of navigate herself backwards out of the room. We hear James's voice say he's so sorry once more and Lisa turns around very quickly to look for him. Not having just seen him do the same thing. I know. Girl, don't. The D ain't worth it. (laughs) He never paid attention to you, okay? I'm sorry. (laughs) Never. She is also snatched up and the camera is dropped to the ground, recording only the floor and the rain. And that is the last scene we get. Lane reminded me so much of Paul Dano's Riddler and this whole thing, mm-hmm. like his conspiracies and his like, we have to all band together and, and being obsessed with like videotapes. And I just, the whole and time. how much of the flavor aid he drank. <laughs> right. Girl. And also, like, a lot of people got mad at this movie that they showed the Blair Witch because that was the whole thing in the first one is that you don't see it technically. But to me, this felt like, well, they had to show her because if we're going to go with what the townspeople did, we have to see someone with like elongated, you know, limbs, which grossed me out so bad when I realized why they were long. I was like, why is she Slenderman? Excuse me, is she Slenderman's wife? Yeah, I was like, oh. Get your facts right. She's Mrs. Slenderman. Yeah. Slender Woolman. Blair Witch had to be exposed to the elements that Slenderman could walk. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was a lot of moments in this movie that, again, I loved because it was so self-referential. But the critics, like, massacred it on Rotten Tomatoes. They were like, this was so unnecessary because it just references the first one again and again. And I'm like... Have you guys ever seen a sequel? Like, yeah. yeah. What's a ever? sequel? Yeah. <laughs> One would argue Scream 5 did that way more than this did. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Correct. Like, even with the characters and everything and, like, James being a sibling and all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, I liked I liked Scream 5, so I'm not shitting on Scream 5 at all. Mm-hmm. But just the meta thing, I'm like, that's tired. Give me a review that actually makes sense. Because then if they didn't reference the original a ton the critics would come for it as well. They would be like, oh, this is just plagiarism. Yeah. No. What does it yeah. have to do with the first one? I'm sorry, yeah. Halloween 3. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Yeah, we'll talk about Halloween <laughs> We don't talk about favorite. it. <laughs> Listen, I, I had to record a whole podcast episode on it for another pod. <laughs> yeah, I know there's people that like love it and it has like a cult following, but outside of the masks, I'm like, eh. Like, yeah. Fine. So I like the fact that it is almost like a reprint of the first, right? Where it's modernized. Mm-hmm. That's always going to come up with its own stigma where people are just always going to hate anything that seems too much like the original. But it's like, dude, I mean, it's been 30 years, right? We need the new generation to kind of get a hint of what the old one was like. And it's always yeah. going to be hard. Yeah. It's always going to be hard to try to redo that. The thing that was sad for me on that part was just that the actress that plays Talia, like she's an established actress. So like they're, you're never going to recreate that like a band of four unrecognized Mm -hmm. people like making this movie like yeah they were all people in the industry that wanted to cut their teeth on something and it happened to be Blair Witch but Valerie Curry like her name I knew right away yeah like yes I was lucky that I went into it blind with the film festival but like at the same time as soon as I saw her face not that it took me out because I mean the film I think stood up on its own legs enough for me to be into it but like you can never recreate that initial marketing that initial like you know it was one of the first movies to have a website to market it 
you know? And like, at that point, you don't know whether it's real or not. You're like, oh shit, are these kids actually missing? Is this like a milk carton thing gone digital? Mm -hmm. Like what's going on here? But I mean, it did a good job because the rest of the actors, I don't think have done much, I think since either. Like I think James's face seems familiar. Brandon Scott that plays Peter is in several things now. And I know he's currently doing a play in LA, but he's from Tuscaloosa, which is where I went to school. So I'm always like, yeah, yeah, I'm a pupil. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was one of the stronger performances of the entire movie, to be honest. 100%. And didn't get as much screen time. Like he was the one you could tell was like in it to win it, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. James, despite being the one the story is focused on, fell a little flat to me. He doesn't have too much personality. Yeah. I looked up the cast no. before this to see like who was in something. I think the guy who plays James was in The Walking Dead. Yes. Yes, he definitely was. So they, you know, you recognize these people from somewhere and it's not going to give the same vibe. The way I think maybe Blair Witch would work is maybe not even in like a feature film setting, but maybe like a online Mm. kind of viral things are popping up everywhere Mm. kind of thing, right? Where it's like almost like a host. Yeah, host. Yeah. I would love that. And that's, um, oh God, that was that would capture some of the magic of the original. And that's kind of what they did with the follow-up marketing with the Batman. They released the Riddler's website and every day for five days after the movie, it counted down and like a new password leaked. And then eventually it was a extra clip that wasn't part of the film, but that hinted at a sequel. I love that kind of marketing. When I'm not an actor, my day job is in social media. So I <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. And it's so funny because even with hosts, like, yes, those girls weren't like huge stars, but they've been in things if you are in the acting yeah. community. And the thing with hosts, though, and I've said this before, is that Zoom, even two years out from the first case of COVID is already dated, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if someone references Zoom, yeah. we automatically think the first couple of weeks of lockdown. It's like the whole joke about like banana bread, like everybody was baking or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so like, that's why when I saw the drone, I was like, oh, this is 2016 because everybody was obsessed. Everybody was like, oh, my brother got a drone or whatever. <laughs> like it's just like all shitty horror movies from the mid 2000s started with like a drone shot, either pulling away or landing in, including the one that I was in, <laughs> of like a drone dropping over a car like a group of 20 somethings driving through the woods you know so could you imagine if Kubrick had a drone oh my God. bitch people ask me that all the time about about specifically that opening shot of The Shining and I'm like don't get me started on this right now like, do you guys want to give your final ratings of the movie well I mean I'm a little biased because I love Adam Wingard and most of the things that he does like the guest automatically catapulted into like my top five after my first viewing at Midnight Madness I literally went up to um, Simon Barrett and I was just like, this movie just catapulted itself into my top five. And he was just like, what are your other four? <laughs> but um, I would give this a solid, I'm going to say 8.5. Okay. Give it a little bit of room for like all those tech glitches and like, you know, things not making that much sense and all the different directions it tried to red herring us into. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd give it a solid eight and a half out of 10 only because they can't recreate the magic. Like it's almost impossible to recreate the magic of the first, even many years down the line, like people still were like, Oh my God, was this real? Yes. You know, even when it was quote unquote debunked. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it, yeah, I'll stick with 8.5 out of 10. Jamie. I'm going to give this a solid seven and a half out of 10. I'm a huge fan of the original and I love all the lore surrounding the Blair Witch 
like I said, it seems very allegorical for the actual sins of a small town and wanting to cover that up with a legend. And I'm very into the idea of trauma being a cycle that you can't escape unless you confront it. And so for me, this movie felt a lot like losing a part of yourself that you feel like you'll never be able to get back. So you go and you do all these things that you feel like are going to give you that piece of yourself back. When in the end, what has to happen is we have to die to that old idea of ourself and just accept that we're no longer going to be the same. And I know that's a really heavy (laughs) allegory for such a fun movie or funny in some cases by accident movie. (laughs) But even just on the surface, it's just fun. And I love found footage and I love people running around screaming, being scared. That's probably why I like paranormal shows. It was chaotic, which I love. And yeah, the only reason it's not higher is I think there were some loose ends. Like we all said that they could have tied up a little better or we could have had a little less of her in the tunnel and a little less at the beginning of them. I understand it was trying to mirror the original, but a little less at the beginning with the house with um, Talia. That was, I was like, all right, cool. We're all filming each other. Got it. But yeah, I think it's like a solid seven and a half or eight out of 10. It just depends on how I'm feeling that day. (laughs) (laughs) On first watch of this movie, I was not super impressed. I did feel I was like, this is just very, very similar to the first film. And then I had to rewatch it to do the script. And I agree with the so many red herrings trying to pull us in different directions where we might be different, but we're actually not different. I was okay with seeing the Blair Witch because... Definitely when I saw the original, I was like, what is she? Where is she? I want more. I could take and leave some of the characters. A lot of them are not likable. And I agree that it's it's just a good time. It's something you could definitely throw on and make fun of and just have a drink while watching. So I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. You stole my rating. Oh, um, did I? Yeah, I was gonna, so I was going to give it a 6.5. <laughs> I think it's definitely a higher than normal. I didn't hate it and I didn't like love it. I think it's a fun take to modernize the film a little bit. I'm a huge fan of the first one too. Like we said, we have our theories and to not see those theories kind of come to fruition to some extent and just kind of be like, well, yeah, she's just a witch and that's it. And if you turn around and see her, she kills you. It's like, all right, well, then they just went the Medusa route. But yeah, Jamie kind of laying it out, the trauma piece of it where if you're looking for it, is a great take because it gives more meaning to this than just being like, eh, it's silly, it's a remake, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. When you see it that way, I think it definitely gets a higher rating. Like if he could have just left the trauma behind of what happened to his family, he wouldn't have literally gotten all his friends murdered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and on top of that too, like on a more esoteric level, <laughs> when you're in therapy and when you're especially in like any kind of therapy that dives deep into trauma experiences and when you maybe are discussing things like complex PTSD, so CPTSD, it's not just like one singular thing that happened that fucks you up, right? Like it's these little things that add up and sometimes they're not so little things that add up. And so for me, all I can think of is James probably grew up in the shadow of a sister who was lost and who then became famous for being lost. And his parents probably spent a good chunk of his childhood like searching for an answer for her. And what that must feel like to go through, but also to have to grow up knowing that your parents love someone who's not even there. And that's heavy. Like I was just like, oh, my heart, like poor James. That's why in the beginning I was like, sorry, towards the end too, when he's in the corner and he says he thinks he hears her when he's like, Heather, is that you? I was like, oh, 
my heart it just killed me and and the same way like maybe leaving your idea of what yourself is supposed to look like now that you've had that trauma so dying to that idea and that expectation and just being able to live with not having an answer like why did it happen well shit happens like (laughs) it makes me wish that the film would have focused maybe more on that then and save time on those other things that didn't really matter and just kind of focus more on james and like show us what james is thinking and led him to this Mm -hmm. because we're kind of just like oh he's looking for his sister and that's it yeah and even peter talking about like i helped search for his sister in these woods like how that would feel as a child you know Mm -hmm. as like an eight-year-old i think he says he is at that point like that's wild to me but anyways this has uh, been therapy hour with jamie (laughs) (laughs) but like just speaking on that note of like the guilt you must feel or like the the heaviness you must feel like i feel like a good double feature if you were planning on watching this film would be to watch the ritual as well Mm, yes yes different kind of guilt different kind of woodsy feel different kind of lore but at its heart the same kind of thing where it's like you're doing you're going on this journey you're doing this thing because of this guilt or this heaviness you feel for the loss of another whether it's your fault or not also different stories someone break or fucks up an ankle and a foot there's woodland like sigils everywhere and then there's a tree involved so and there's a liquor store involved or liquor involved in some way shape Mm. or form it's kind of like survivor's guilt but yeah, in different yeah. ways yes yeah. that's it that was mm-hmm. what i was looking for <laughs> it's the, the survivor's guilt on there where it's like it should have been me mm-hmm. or like why why wasn't it me or i wish it could have been yeah all that kind of stuff and it's two very different scenarios one where it's definitely someone's fucking fault <laughs> and one where it's definitely yeah. not what scared loki about this movie he just didn't like all of the glitching or the forest noises <laughs> yeah he just doesn't like nature no, he, he does. same <laughs> he does like nature because when we're out there he's having a grand old time it's when we're not in nature and he hears it's when someone sounds like they're snapping their ankles constantly that he's like no. <laughs> he's like is he like oh no i'm home i'm safe what is this <laughs> and he looks at baby every time he hears it he's, he's like, like is that you i legit twisted my ankle like the first week we got him and he was so happy about oh, it oh god he thought I was playing. Yeah. Because oh, she fell to the ground. And he was like, baby. He was like, no, 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 I'm dying. Yeah. But this is actual death. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about it, Loki? All right. Sounds good. I agree. The woods are terrible. They're not. <laughs> They're terrible. They're not. He and I are just going to go get lost and we'll call you from our walkie talkie. Okay. If you don't see us for 84 <laughs> years, you know what happened. Okay. I just won't look at anything. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Jamie and Eric can go. We'll yeah. stay behind. <laughs> we'll have company. We'll bring Elvira in our backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Make a whole trip out of it. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. I know we went a little over. We went on like a ton of tangents. (laughs) A little. A little. But it was fun. (laughs) We're sorry. (laughs) No, I had a blast. No, please. This was so fun. When you guys asked us to be on, I was like, hell yes. And then when you were like asking about movies, I was like, I'm going to be very chaotic. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for the next one. What did we say we're going to do next? We were going to trash some. Ghost oh, Adventurers. <laughs> Grave Encounters is the next yes. one. Grave, Grave Encounters. Encounters. Please ask us back yes. for that. Because 
It's a classic. Yes. We will. We it just is. have to get our shit together. It's a real scary. <laughs> it's a real scary. Listen, real scary. us two, us two, don't ask us about anything right now because we're... <laughs> no. We're both we're both synced up in our chaos. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys want to tell the people where they can find you? You can find the Bloody Broads as at Bloody Broads Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Gmail if you want to drop us a line. We are also on Anchor as anchor.fm slash bloody dash broads and we just launched our patreon under the same name we're gonna have some exclusive clips some exclusive newsletters and things you can vote on including future episodes awesome Ooh. can i take it home no okay we're gonna stay on here for another three hours and talk shit about grave encounters and zach bagel bites <laughs> just film it all in one go yeah. welcome back to the shaking out scared depressing. podcast this is <laughs> slowly see me get lower in my chair like oh my god i'm like until i'm like all right guys uh (laughs) it's the math (laughs) (laughs) oh i meant to say i was like at the end they all wake up and it's just been an uno tournament while they're all strung out on death somewhere in north carolina (laughs) not even in the forest not even in maryland anymore They didn't Love make it. it that far. They're still in the car pass, though, in the parking lot. Love that ending. But as always, we hope you guys had a good time here with us. You can follow us pretty much anywhere at Shaken Not Scared Pod, except Twitter. Twitter Shaken Scared Pod. You can send us an email at shakennotscaredpod at gmail.com. Support the show on Patreon. You can get early access to episodes or a bonus episode and theme drink idea every month. Go join the Discord. It's open to everyone now. So come hang out. Come tell us what you're drinking, what you're watching, what you're playing, what you're reading. We have a Witchy Vibes channel now and Charade from uh, Night on fear street has been giving out tarot card readings so come hang out and let her know that you want yours read but listen wherever you get your podcast give us a follow check out our drink videos they're fun they're exciting we'll get them posted eventually be sure to like rate review all that good stuff and okay thanks bye bye you guys can say bye too if you want oh, bye bye <laughs> <laughs>